When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Uh, good morning. Welcome in. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by your Boar's Head Game Day Pizzas, Boar's Head Game Day Sliders, Charcuterie Boars, powered by Boar's Head Compromise Elsewhere, the best selection of Boar's Head Premium Meats, Cheeses, and Hummus. Well, corner market grocery stores in the state of Mississippi. This is 1059 The Zone ESPN. Good morning. Welcome in. Blake Scott with me. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. Luke Altmeyer to Illinois. You know what's going to be interesting about the Big Ten is uh, they haven't had the momentum that they have wanted because the SEC has dominated the last 20 years. And that has, they considered themselves the, the class of college football because everything was there coming out of World War II. And, and, you know, I know Notre Dame's not in the Big Ten, but let's just be honest. They're in the Big Ten footprint, and they're heavily tied to playing Michigan, among other schools, in the Big Ten. And y'all all know that uh, 80% of the media was in the Midwest and Northeast coming out of World War II. So Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, and some others got all the love. And then over time, um, a great example is, what did ESPN think of the Big Ten compared to the SEC? Well, when they rolled out game day, they rolled out Kirk Herbstreit, who was a slap average quarterback at Ohio State. At best. To be the face because he played at Ohio State in the late 80s and early 90s. And then the next guy that they dropped in there was Desmond Howard, who I still think was overrated as a Michigan player. But there have been a bunch of Ohio State-Michigan guys 
that have been overrated uh, for decades and drafted way too high. And then as things played out, we became the cool deal, the Sun Belt. We are. People are gravitating here, moving here, and so on, from Texas to Georgia down to Florida and so on. And as this thing has evolved, um, we're where the party is. You know, the the tailgating, the uh, the talent, the national championships, the big games on Saturday, uh, they don't have as many close to big regular season games. Is Michigan, Ohio State big? Absolutely. But uh, in September and October, they're kind of a sleeper. We'll see what's going on there. Ohio State has built their team to play inside and on turf. How will that look tomorrow night? When Georgia's built, speed, sideline to sideline, right? I mean, those dudes, wow. Um, And so what is it going to look like tomorrow? Will, can Ohio State hang one? Can they win two? And they've got a ton of talent. They have the better quarterback. Georgia has more talent overall. Is Ohio State just as fast? We're going to see tomorrow night. But let me take you to what's happened recently. Luke Altmyer at Illinois. Uh, Luke's a, a Southern kid. He's mobile, quarterback, athletic, so on. Um, Phil Longo goes to Wisconsin. Are they slowly going to wake up and realize that they need to open it up on offense and really start to attempt to chunk it around? And I don't mean go away from the run totally by any stretch. But uh, what are we seeing here? Phil Longo is straight out of the air raid and straight out of the modified air raid. And he is one hell of an offensive coordinator at every level. I don't remember where he was. Sam Houston State to Ole Miss to North Carolina. He likes. He has carried the North Carolina. He has carried Mac Brown, and then he carried both. You know how you carry people in life or whatever, and you rather only carry one. Well, Phil Longo had to carry Mac Brown on one shoulder and Gene Chiswick on the other this year. North Carolina was awful. They're so bad on defense. <laughs> I mean, basically, they looked at Phil every week and said, you have to score 35 minimum. Oh, my gosh. And so, we'll see. The Big Ten is in. They are ready to poke their chest out and let us know that they are not in the rearview mirror and they are not the inferior. Well, they are the inferior conference, but by, by not maybe the gap that us in the SEC and in the Sun Belt believe they are and they believe that if they win both teams win tomorrow okay and one thing they do have is bigger alumni bases ours are growing but they have larger alumni bases and what you know damn well they're ready to have a Michigan Ohio State game in Los Angeles where they have plenty of alums but but hell Ohio State and Michigan have wealthy alums all over that will fly in to that game and so find the LA Rams Charger Stadium. So when you look at what is in play tomorrow, they have we took what they had starting slowly in the 90s but accelerated in the 2000s. And what did we take? We took the torch in the title. And we've got the cool factor. We've got sunshine, beautiful women, beautiful campuses, you know, 
uh, this sounds crazy, it, internet and all that changed the game. All of our schools and so on in rural areas or metro areas can have the same access as the kids in the Northeast and Midwest, right? A traditional education now compared to 1962, 72, 82, and 92 is nonsense. That's where we are. And we're coming off an all-SEC national championship last year with Georgia and Bama. They want a Big Ten champ. They want a Big Ten national championship game so bad they can't stand it. Will we get it? TCU in Michigan tomorrow afternoon out in the Phoenix metro area. And in Atlanta, in Georgia's backyard, the Georgia Bulldogs and Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll see. I'd argue that the Big Ten country people already think that they're as good, if not better, than the SEC. I don't. I, now, I have talked to some of those people. They, did, they didn't let it go For a until about time. the last five years. Yeah. And um, it probably helped that Clemson was winning titles. It wasn't just the SEC because it was another Southern school. So, again, it just showed that, that the Big Ten wasn't winning it. I mean, they just weren't, they weren't even in it for the lot of well, portion. They didn't even want to recognize it in the 80s. They weren't winning it. Yeah. Miami won it. Yeah. Okay. And, and programs like that. And Florida State mm-hmm. came of age. But uh, the, the bottom line is they want an all Big Ten championship so bad. And that would probably be the ratings bonanza of all ratings bonanzas. Because even though Bama and Georgia, if they were in it, would draw eyeballs, these two fan bases are massive in yeah. Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah. And they would draw the other large fan bases in the Midwest. Correct. Wisconsin, Penn State, Notre Dame, even though they're not in the Big Ten, but they're in the Big Ten footprint and yeah. so on. Well, and the title games in Los Angeles – uh, which is the home of noted Big Ten uh, power, Southern Cal. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, it's big. It actually would be, in terms of a marketing thing, it, you couldn't have scripted it any better if you were to get a double Big Ten title game. Oh, that's what I'll, for Because our it's show, in LA. Nobody cares about TCU. Let's just say it. Rude. It, 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 nobody cares. We want Michigan, for our business, I want it to see what it does ratings-wise. Um, You know, we want Ohio State and Michigan or Georgia and Michigan in the national championship game. The problem is I don't know if Michigan can. I don't know. I don't. I, I that. On the flip side, I'd rather see Michigan lose and then Jim Harbaugh leave for the NFL. And then it's like, ha, 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 Big Ten. You just lost your commissioner and your uh, arguably best head coach to the NFL. Sucks to suck. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. But I will say this. They don't think we're worthy of being what we are now as far as the SEC, the Sun Belt, the cool factor. Don't forget that. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Went McGee, the mortgage man. Mortgagemanms.com. He'll shop the best rates for you. Brad Logan, 930. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wow. Okay. Happy New Year to you, Out of Bounds. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate it. And I uh, hope you have a... hope you have an awesome, awesome new year. We've got the college football playoff coming up tomorrow in Mississippi State, Illinois on Monday. This is Zach Arnett telling you all you need to know about the offense, but this is Zach Arnett, the new head football coach at Mississippi State down in Tampa, and he is talking about Will Rogers. Obviously, you, you judge a quarterback by uh, how they perform and, and typically the record of your team. And so, uh, since he's been the starter, we won a lot of games, and, and he's played really, really well when he gets us into the right plays. Uh, you know, I, I think... I can't speak to every offensive system, but I know in the last three years learning under Coach Leach, he gives a quarterback a tremendous amount of, of freedom at the line of scrimmage to to really check into whatever he wants. And uh, Will's Will's got to be up there as one of the best to ever do it in, in his in his system. So, okay. So, in other words, Will Rogers is probably had, but is going to have a tremendous amount of autonomy in uh in this game i don't know what to tell you on you know how everything's gonna go again watching watching the bowl games you just don't ever know right i mean what you're watching one team no shows absolutely no shows Ole miss the other night couldn't get their act together uh, you know it, and it was almost like lane wanted to self-destruct on tv i couldn't figure out what yeah, was that going was on weird um, that was, that was weird. Uh, Lane had the wrong salt and pepper on his filet the night before, but, uh, because it was like, I, I, by damn, I'm going to self-destruct. I'm going to do it right here on national TV. But, um, you know, Texas Tech put it on them in the second quarter and Ole Miss couldn't bounce back. Then you watch a team and they're, they're there and they're playing and they're functioning well. I, you, do you kind of get the sense that there, you either are, or you aren't out of the gate? That, like, the team's not going to get it going over the course of the game? Maybe something to that. Interesting. Of course, us all trying to handicap what 18 to 22-year-olds are going to do. I mean, I've got two. I don't know. So, is it fair to say this is the most emotional game that ever? Yeah, can you not hear me? Is it fair to say that this is the most emotional bowl game that didn't have a title on the line, though? I mean, it's got to be right up there, and that's what we no always doubt. we talk about motivation, motivating factors. I don't know how there's a bigger motivating factor in a bowl game that doesn't mean anything. It's a good point. Now, does that mean they play better, or do they play so emotional that they play terrible? Well, now there's something there. Somebody mentioned that on the Ag Up Equipment text line, and that is 
are they so emotional that you know they just can't get their stuff together throughout the yeah, morning penalties and, and yeah. inconsistencies and yeah. yeah that's a great question because you there's no we've seen teams lose their coach and play well we've seen teams have a great roster have every coach intact and play terrible so like you said that part is un you know it's it's impossible to handicap the mindset of the of that kid going into the game especially when they get two to three weeks off right kind of right. there's they're just practice there's no school there's a lot more distraction yeah. but this seems different maybe that's a fan base thing maybe that's fans who care so much about the front you know the name on the front of the jersey and that the for the players maybe it's not as emotional i don't know it's a great question Zach Arnett would love to have a 1-0 record. Fair or not, it, there's a difference in starting 1-0 and 0 You know, just kind of get a little mojo and momentum going it, into the offseason. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, 36 years old and all that. I so. love that, you know, we talk about how these bowl games don't matter, but they do. They only matter when you're looking at the big picture thing. Like, so does losing the bowl against Texas Tech really matter for Lane Kiffin? Not that one individual game. But it does matter when it's your fourth straight and five out of six. No question. So, and when everybody's saying he's making nine and a half million a year for art, which by the way is twenty five thousand a day for three hundred sixty five days. Let's go minimum. Yeah, nine million over three sixty five is twenty five k. So he's making twenty five k a day. So shout out to Lane Kiffin. But you get a new pool out in Boca Raton or wherever he lives. Um, but in all honesty, if you're Mike Leach and you're if you're Zach Arnett and you're trying to play this game for Mike Leach, so to speak. I don't, you know, if you start 1-0, and how much cushion does it give you with the fan base? Fair or not? Yeah, it does. Uh, out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I think he told you everything you needed to know about the offense, Blake, in, in his yeah. drop there. The Out of Bounds show is brought to you by the Armory on Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. The Armory is Central Mississippi's number one source for top of the line. Best in class premium firearms. The Armory, Lake Harbor, and Ridgeland. Right in front of Kroger. The Armory, Lake Harbor, and Ridgeland. Right in front of Kroger. Right across from Gateway Tire. Okay, they make the suppressor buying process simple. And they can walk you through the suppressor buying process at the Armory, Lake Harbor, and Ridgeland. Their knowledgeable staff will get you set up with firearm optics suppressor that fits your specific needs. They'll tailor it to you. Service and expertise that you can't find anywhere else. The Armory, the Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, right there in front of Kroger across from Gateway Tire. Blake Mania with me. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Speaking of college football in this whole battle between the Southeastern Conference and the Big Ten, this battle for meteorites, this battle for eyeballs, this battle for players that the SEC is so heavily dominated for 20 years, and now we could get an all-Big Ten national championship with Ohio State and Michigan. Kevin Warren, who is one of the two most powerful men in all of collegiate athletics. College athletics is driven by two guys, or whoever's the commissioner at the time right now, Greg Sankey, Southeastern Conference Commissioner, and Kevin Warren, whose son played at Mississippi State. Kevin Warren, Big Ten Commissioner. Kevin's got a very NFL-heavy um, pedigree and background, Commissioner Warren. He has been the Big Ten commissioner only for a couple of years. 
There are strong rumors coming out of Chicago, Illinois, that Kevin Warren will leave the commissionership of the Big Ten. Again, the two most powerful people in all of college athletics, Big Ten SEC commissioner, that Kevin Warren will leave the Big Ten to become the Chicago Bears CEO and president. Y'all know that I love SEC football. I love SEC basketball. I love SEC baseball. I love the campuses. I love the camaraderie, the pageantry, the nostalgia, all of it. The NFL's king, baby. Yep. NFL's king. And uh, that that is the number one. There's two number one posts in all of collegiate athletics. They dictate and drive everything. They're the monsters. They can do whatever they want. And they both run multi-billion dollar, basically, entities in the SEC and the Big Ten. And Kevin Warren, it looks like, is going to the Chicago Bears to be the CEO and president and leaving being the Big Ten commissioner. Again, he's got an NFL pedigree. Again, the NFL's a monster. Again, y'all see the uh, uh, time and time again, y'all see the TV ratings, and they are in. It doesn't matter who's playing. It literally doesn't matter who's playing. It drives, it drives, draws eyeballs. Yeah. Look at the best coaches in college football history. Almost all of them have tried to go to the NFL. And, you know, Nick Saban wanted it bad. Steve Spurrier wanted it bad. Urban Meyer wanted it bad. Jimmy Johnson was a legend in college. He could have stayed and been He's better than Saban. the only one that could make that jump. Yeah. But he wanted to is the point. I could argue he's the best college football. I'm sorry. I could argue he's the best football coach yeah. ever because Absolutely. of Jimmy's ability to win a national title in college and two in the Super Bowl and would have won more with the Cowboys and set it up to where Barry Switzer couldn't screw it up. And Switzer's a good college coach. He ain't an NFL coach. But we could get into that. That that's a that's like an all that's next month. Jimmy may be the best talent evaluator in the history of the game and understanding that whole deal early, early on in the 80s. Pretty amazing. Um, Brad Logan, Ole Miss Insider, coming up next on the Yingling Lager Guest Line. Ole Miss has lost four in a row. And there's a little bit of a break in the Ole Miss fan base. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sustain work. Yeah. Our show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And good morning. Welcome in. The show, the Out of Bounds show, is brought to you by The Armory in Ridgeland, Lake Harbor, right there in front of Kroger, across from Gateway Tire. The Armory is Central Mississippi's number one source for top-of-the-line, best-in-class premium firearms, optics, and suppressors. The Armory, Lake Harbor, in Ridgeland, right in front of Kroger, across from Gateway Tire. And they are the number one source for top of the line, best in class. Firearms, premium firearms, optics, and suppressors brought to you by the Armory, Lake Harbor, in Ridgeland, in front of Kroger. We're the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We welcome in our friend Brad Logan, Ole Miss Insider. He joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. And um, Ole Miss has lost four in a row, and it's not just the bowl game. It's kind of the combination of what happened in November uh, with with Lane and losing to Arkansas and Mississippi State and now Texas Tech. And you can tell the Ole Miss fan base has questions. Brad Logan, good morning. What is your takeaway with what has transpired since about November 1 with this Ole Miss fo- football program? Yes, good morning, Bo. Um, I think... A lot of people are just kind of overlooking the fact that even when Ole Miss was, what, 6, 7, and 0, I think you could look at the schedule and understand that it was very much a a very pro schedule for Ole Miss. And when Ole Miss started playing teams that were much better than the teams in the front half of the schedule, it obviously got a little dicey, and, uh, you know, they lost those games. So uh, they were able to to beat Texas A&M on the road. But, you know, I wrote after the game that, that Ole Miss has not won a game since October the 29th. And uh, now I think we need to put some, also put some things into perspective. A lot of those games they lost, with the exception of Arkansas and Texas A&M, uh, Mississippi State game, of course, they made a, a nice comeback and uh, fell short against the Bulldogs, also against Alabama, driving at the end of the game with a chance to win that game 31-30. to They fall, of course, 30-24. to So, there are obviously some problems. Lane Kiffin addressed the media at the following of the uh, Texas Bowl and said that there would be changes. He didn't go specifically into personnel changes or maybe staff changes, but he did admit that there were going to be some changes there in the offseason. And quite frankly, changes that would possibly come over the next couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, Brad Logan, Ole Miss Insider, joining us on the Out of Bounds Show and the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, isn't it amazing, Brad? You know, you can be on top of the, you can be on top of the moon one day, in which he was coming out of October 29th, and then two months later, people are frustrated. Have you been surprised at how frust the backlash since Texas Tech, but also maybe the last few weeks with Lane? Are, I think, for the lack of a better word, a little frustrated that um, the, the season ended it like it did. I don't know if that frustration necessarily is tagged to head coach Lane Kiffin as much as just tagged to the program as a whole. I'm just disappointed that I think more than anything is that going into the next year, I thought Jackson Dart 
this year. And in fact, I think Jack Stark played a really good game in the Texas Bowl, made some some, some tough. Uh, now let's look at those interceptions. I think one or two of those could have been based off routes rather than the quarterback's decision. But nonetheless, he did fumble the football through an ill-advised interception in the end zone uh, towards the end of the game. So I, pl- I thought he played well. His, yeah, not his best game, Bo, but I thought Jackson played really, really well. He left it all on the field. He was playing injured towards the end of the game, so I thought he played well. The point I was getting to is, is going into the next year, if King K. Dent uh, graduates, we just saw yesterday, Bo, that, that Luke Altmaier was transferring to Illinois. There's not a scholarship quarterback on campus right now other than Jackson Card. So without you know, when Marcel Reed committed to Texas A and M, a a player that was committed to Ole Miss since since last April, all of a sudden you lose that quarterback that you kind of put all of your eggs in one basket, and uh, that's just kind of the NIL world we're living in now. So Ole Miss goes into this transfer portal season, this next recruiting cycle, looking for a quarterback. So it's a lot of unanswered questions right now, Bo. You're you're seven and zero. Headed into Baton Rouge, up ten to nothing, an opportunity in the first half to go up seventeen to nothing, and you lose an unceremonious fashion and get beat pretty bad. I have a chance the next week against, or the, in two weeks against Alabama, and uh, just can't get the job done. And you know, I don't realize now. I didn't realize then, just now, just how debilitating that loss was to Alabama. It completely crippled this program. It almost just really never responded after the Alabama game. Yeah. Brad Logan, Ole Miss Insider on the Out of Bounds show. When, um, you know, the other night, I, it, it looked to me like it was just excessive and overboard on the going for it and the fake punt and stuff like that. How did you feel watching the game, Brad? Yeah, I mean, we, we uh, like I said, we talked to Lane or heard from Lane Kiffin at the end of the game, and, and he pointed out that he even noticed that Coach McGuire for Texas Tech was going for it. But I'll be honest with you, but watching it myself, it felt like that there were some, some points to where the analytical part of it, sometimes you have to use a little common sense. And on your own, what, 18, 8-yard line, whatever, I don't care if it's fourth and one or fourth and you know, 12, it's, if you're in the game and it's early, put the football away and give the defense a chance to make a play. Because even when Lane went for it, deep in his own territory, it was like fourth and one, fourth and two. They got it. But eventually, Jackson Dart would throw an interception, and Texas Tech once again was set up to score. That's 14 points that Ole Miss basically handed Texas Tech. And with the exception of the uh, the onside kick that they returned for a touchdown, that proved very pivotal in the game because Ole Miss would eventually kind of get some things going. Uh, now, Texas Tech was incredible in defensive front and the linebacker position. The Ole Miss offensive line just, just was really just overpowered the entire night, and that's kind of what we saw against Arkansas. And, and this game was very similar to Arkansas because it didn't feel like both the effort was where it needed to be, and that's from a coaching standpoint to a player standpoint. And I think more than anything, uh, it kind of showed that maybe Texas Tech wanted to be there more than Ole Miss. That's what it looked like to me. But you do have to credit Ole Miss, specifically in the second half. They never quit. They were playing to the final whistle. Miles Battle, a player that's transferring out of this program, makes a big play late in the game. So there were some positives. I think effort was there. But I think more than anything, I definitely was scratching my head with some of those fourth down calls early in the game. Yeah. Why is Miles Battle leaving? I think he just he's looking for a new spot. 
I'll be honest, Ole Miss will miss him. I mean, he was a, a player that came in highly decorated as a wide receiver, switches over and became a really good defensive back. And, and, and Bo, anytime you have a, a player that's leaving a program, and I don't care what program it is, uh, they may be very happy where they're at. But in this new world of NIL, they may smell another opportunity to where uh, they may get an opportunity to, to be a little more beneficial for themselves, for their brand, and, uh, you know, maybe an opportunity to where they feel it, they've got a better opportunity to get to the NFL and another program. Sure. Brad Logan joining us on the Out of Bounds show. We're talking Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Uh, Lane's been really successful. Uh, the problem is for all of us as fans and our teams is we want more. And um, it's virtually impossible to win nine-plus games a year in Startwell and Oxford. I, it's just probably not going to happen. And now people are going off, well, but we bumped him up and this and that. So you're going to hear that ad all, all the time. Yeah, but he's making nine-plus million. What does that mean we, we should get received back ROI and so on? Brad, do you find that uh, – the well, I want to know how you see it, uh, and maybe some people that you talk to that maybe the uh, people are a little anxious on building the roster. Lane's trying to build with with a, around a dozen or so high school guys and around twenty portal guys every year, and whether we won't know for another couple of years, but whether that is the right model. What's your take, and what what feedback do you hear? You know. I think it's interesting that um, you know, Ole Miss only signed 11 players. The, the bad news is they only signed 11 players. The good news is the, the quality of those players are really good. You, you get the top player in the state of Mississippi. You got uh, probably the – or it is the top wide receiver in Mississippi, Naden Williams, and, of course, Sunshine Perkins. Both those players are at the All-American game down in Orlando. But I do think it's a problem that you missed on a couple of players that, that maybe – stepped off of, and then you kind of get back on. So high school recruiting, look, Bo, I'm a high school guy. I've always been a, a guy that likes to build rosters on high school players. But once again, I, I'm not coaching at Ole Miss. So they're, 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 what they're trying to do is to build a program partly on high school players and partly on portal players. And we've seen that over the last couple of years work really well. This year kind of fell off uh, at the last part, obviously losing uh, the games that we discussed already. But I think you have to build a program with a core group of high school players. And I think Lane, or at least I think Lane understands that because out of the 11, once again, they missed on two or three, maybe four that they wanted. So that would have been 15 high school players. I think that's a really good core base. And then go after the portal for the remainder of the players. I'm with you, Bo. I think it's kind of a even, – even we've seen Ole Miss do it for a couple of years. I'm still not sure about – how the process is with the portal as much as heavy as Ole Miss leans on it. I think once again the jury's still out. Sure, but uh, so far Lane and his staff have done a really good job. Oh, no doubt, going after players in the portal and building rosters. But I'm with you. I don't know if that's a sustainable process. We'll we'll have to see on that. Yeah, it will. It will be interesting the next 24 months. Brad Logan on the Out of Bounds Show and the Yingling Lager Guest Line. How many changes do you expect on the staff? On the staff. It would be pure speculation, Bo. Nobody is, uh, you know, Lane has not said anything. Like I said, all he said is he intimated there would be changes. And, you know, we can guess there would be staff changes. Uh, but honestly, Bo, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't. Yeah, I don't think Partridge was as bad as people were making out to be. I mean, Ole Miss kept giving them uh, Texas Tech the ball inside their own 40, sometimes inside their 30. Hell, there's only so much you can do. And um, yeah. I, I don't know. 
I, I think I'd probably be careful in that, but Lane knows more than I do. He may not be in play. It may be some other assistants, but uh, that will be interesting. Uh, one more thing, Brad. The schedule flips next year, as you know, and you trade Kentucky at home for Georgia on the road, and that is a massive swing. Um, you know, so it's going to be even more difficult to cl- fight and claw to eight eight wins. Um, do you agree or disagree with that? Completely agree. It's a two-game swing next year. You substitute Tulane on the road for Georgia on, uh, Georgia Tech on the road. Uh, that's not going to be an easy game, the second game of the year down in New Orleans. Now, don't get me wrong, Bo. Time Ole Miss has a chance to play in New Orleans, there'll be 20,000 people sure. inside New Orleans Stadium. But uh, 20,000 Ole Miss fans, I think they'll have a great crowd. They'll probably win the game, but it will be nothing like going on the road to Georgia Tech. Secondly, you, you, you nailed it. You're on the road at Georgia, at Alabama. All of a sudden, you go into the game thinking, I'm sorry, going to the season this year thinking nine, ten wins. Next year, you're hoping for seven or eight because the schedule much more difficult for this Rebel team. Yeah. Boy, I bet I thought Jackson Dart was an absolute gamer and dude the other night because he got lit up throughout the, the night and just uh, kept coming back, kept coming back. Yeah, just a, just a poor performance from that offensive front. And, you know, Michael Trigg came back, but we hadn't seen him in about five weeks. And uh, unfortunately, Michael Trigg was asked to do some blocking assignments that he's number one, he's not, he hadn't been great at in his career. Number two, he just hadn't been back. And I mean, I don't know how you can expect him to, to block his, you know, to, to block very well. And obviously he did not. And so that proved uh, very pivotal for Jackson Dart. In fact, at one point during the game on the radio broadcast, uh, Richard Cross asked about is, uh, you know, how is the health of, of Jackson Dart? This was later, the later part of the fourth quarter. And they said, what's the ailment? You know, what's going on? He said, what's hurt? He said, he was, he was sold everything. Yeah. Uh, it was an opera. It was a, it was a particular situation where Jackson was, he really was Bo living it on the field and he was not the problem. Uh, against no. Texas uh, Tech, no. without question. No. All right, Brad, thanks for your time today. Happy new year, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Bo. Brad Logan, Ole Miss insider on the out of bounds show. Uh, talking lane train, and we'll see if they load up another probably even 12 more guys in the portal than what they've already got over the next uh, couple weeks. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the Armory, Central Mississippi's number one source for top-of-the-line, best-in-class, premium firearms. That is the Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, the Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, in front of Kroger, and across from Gateway Tire. Your number one source for top of the line. Best in class, premium firearms, optics, and suppressors is brought to you by The Armory, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland, in front of Kroger, across from Gateway Tire. So, I thought we did good today. Um, you know, we hate no Miss. We still have one more bowl game, Mississippi State and Illinois, uh, powered by Entergy. We power life. Dog, it's basically a pick 'em. State by one, one and a half. And uh, Brett Bielema, it's been a while since we've been able to talk him up. Oh, Brett. Uh, as the head football coach for the Fighting Illini. And there'll be another tie with Brett Bielema in the Illini. And that is uh, Luke Altmeyer is transferring to Illinois. That could be a good fit for him, man. I mean, he's a skilled guy, athletic. Uh, the Big Ten is is not as skilled and athletic as the SEC. and He could get up there and really uh, work some people. So we'll see how that looks over the next 
couple years. He's from Starkville, Mississippi, and signed with Ole Miss, and he will now be heading to Illinois to play next year. Uh, we mentioned Chad Bumpus. Uh, many of you on the Ag Up Equipment text line were asking about Chad Bumpus, former Tupelo wide receiver, Mississippi State wide receiver, and Bump uh, had jumped into the coaching profession. He's at Utah right now. And y'all are asking, hey, is is he going to be on the Mississippi State football staff? I wouldn't be surprised at all if Chad Bumpus is on the staff. A lot of people thought that it would happen last year, and they couldn't get it worked out. Evidently, they offered him the running back's position. He wanted to coach wide receivers, and it just didn't work. Uh, timing and so on. Now may be the time. I think it's obvious he and his wife want to come back to Mississippi, be an hour from Tupelo, Mississippi, and he'd be on the campus of his alma mater and in warmer weather. So um, we'll monitor that. I expect Lane Kiffin to make some changes. I expect Zach Arnett to to shake up the staff a little bit, maybe a lot. So always trying to upgrade, right? Always trying to upgrade, not just making a change to change. Plenty of coaching talent out there. It's just a matter if you know where to look. Plenty of, plenty at the Power 5 and G5 level. Guys doing amazing things. We talked about the Big 12. A little bit of a uh, a kicker out there, man. They've got some good coaches, don't they? Look at Kleiman in the Sugar Bowl. You know? Um, Leipold. Yeah. At Kansas. He's amazing. Look at McGuire at Texas Tech. Somehow Matt Campbell stayed at Iowa State. Brent Venables at... Oh, Sonny sorry. Dykes at, at TCU has TCU in the college football playoff. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's some meat there. Willie Fritz is unbelievable at Tulane. And there's, uh, there's several others. So uh, we'll see what Mississippi State and Ole Miss do as far as assistant coaches. And we all know Zach Arnett's got the, the $10 million, $50 million, $100 million uh, hire coming up. And that's the offensive coordinator at Mississippi State. And what a decision in terms of the ripple effect down the line because he's got to decide, does he stay true air raid? Does he get conservative like a lot of defensive guys and go towards a Dan Mullen-esque type offense? Uh, Where is he going to go? It's a great question. Well, they'll modify the air raid. It, uh, the question is just how much because there's so many different – I mean, you can modify it. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You know, the when you start tearing it out and to kind of tweak it and changing it, you could literally say you could modify it um, on a scale to 1 to 1,000. Yeah. Okay? Uh, but that offensive coordinator position, they've got plenty of money, dogs and reps. You can pay an OC 1.5, 1.6, 1.7, 1.8, whatever. I mean, you, you've got enough money to pay a coordinator a ton of dough. And Zach Arnett has a big, big hire. And then I think he'll make another at least two hires outside of that. But it could be could be three outside of that. And we'll see how that that staff shapes up and looks. Because this this is going to be Zach Arnett's staff. And it should be. He's the head football coach now. And he gets to put his fingerprints on it and and Man, you get eight home games next year. And that is, you've never had eight, eight home. That Southern Miss game is huge for you. Getting that thing dropped, 
you know, moved from COVID is, uh, you know, they moved it around in 2020 and neither team's ever had eight home games or in the modern era, they've had eight home games. I know they haven't had it since I've been alive because they used to play three or three in Jackson. Four yeah. in, it, I grew up going to Veterans Memorial Stadium and Startville in Oxford. And then they finally realized, along with Alabama and Auburn, dude, you need to have your games on campus. Why are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, I, I loved my memories and days there, and it was right by Bellhaven where I grew up. But what are we doing? Yeah. And that's when the campuses started to explode more and when the money started flowing into Startville and Oxford even more. And uh, you'll never see those. You know, every now and then you'll see a one-off neutral game, but you're not going to see that again. So offensive coordinator, some kind of modified version of the air raid, and what will Zach Arnett decide to do? Will he go young? Will he go veteran? Um, That's a great – how important is a wisdom piece on this staff, i.e. a guy who's done it when Zach hasn't? Uh, well, and I'm not talking about a hungry guy who's still trying to get another head coaching job. We're talking about more of the, I don't know. Yeah, You need to be careful. Uh, it's the whole too many lines in the den. Yeah. So guy, you got to weigh so many different variables and factors when you're doing this, but this is, you know, you can kind of tell Zach's a, an alpha and, a uh, he's very, very confident in him, in himself. So he's going to run run the show but also he he doesn't need to meddle and you got to let your guy be aggressive you don't have to be what we saw the other night but you you can't play conservative at mississippi state ole miss arkansas oklahoma state i you know those type programs you just can't um there's gonna be too many times during the year the other team's gonna be a little bit better and sometimes a lot better um it's gonna be exciting good weekend football all day today y'all ready Football all day today, college football playoff tomorrow, NFL Sunday, Monday, and Mississippi State and the Fighting Illini, 11 a.m. here and um, noon in Tampa. Blake and I will be there. You expecting a big crowd? What are your thoughts on that? You know, Texas Tech showed up for the Texas Bowl. Different deal. Literally, there's, they've got thousands and thousands and thousands of alums in the Houston metro area. Uh, I think it'll be a solid crowd. Maybe a combination of Illini snowbirds and wanting to get out of the cold. Plus, they already have snowbirds down there like these other big alumni bases from Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan. And then I think Mississippi State's kind of rallying around the team and Zach Arnett. And I think I can't wait to see what the uniforms look. I'm not usually a uniform guy. That's I leave that to Blake. But I can't wait to see what Mississippi State does as far as their uniform. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the Armory. Central Mississippi's number one source for top-of-the-line, best-in-class premium firearms, optics, and suppressors. The Armory Armory is Central Mississippi's number one source for top-of-the-line, best-in-class premium firearms, optics, and suppressors. Happy New Year to you. We're going to be out of here a few days because of travel, really. Not taking off, necessarily. And we'll be back uh, next week, but it'll be later in the week as we're going to Tampa to the uh, Rely Quest Bowl. Hope you have a happy new year. Thanks for listening to the show. If you missed anything, hit Apple Podcast. Search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. The show is powered by Entergy. We power life. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.